what is going on, everybody? This is your main man, Chuck Livingston, uh, one of your hosts for the Hogcast, your leading uh, online uh, podcast for all things Arkansas Razorback related. And I'm actually in studio with my main man, my co-host, and my uh, my dear my dear dear friend and uh, relative Logan Livingston. Logan, tell the people something. What's up, guys? I don't really think we have much competition. We might be the only Razorback podcast, but we got to have that niche, I guess. We're the That's, best. We're, we're the, the best. best. We are the best at what we do. Okay. And, and uh, for the second week in a row, due to some uh, very popular opinions and uh, things like that, we've brought back our main man, Colby Calais Yarbrough. Colby, tell the people what's up. <laughs> what's up, guys? All right, so Charlie, what's on the agenda for tonight? Well, I'm glad you asked, Logan. <laughs> been a long, I'm so been a, glad you been asked. Been a wild day in college football today. Did anything happen today? Oh, uh, uh, no. Uh, you had uh, Memphis and Cincinnati. You're playing football right now. Uh, as oh, yeah. we record this, it's about 722 Central Standard Time. <laughs> We're in uh, West Memphis, Arkansas. And uh, that means that the Ole Miss-Alabama game's gone final. As of the Texas A&M-Mississippi State game's gone final. And I'm, guys, I'm going to tell you something. Um I might just have to branch off and start the new uh, Rebel podcast, the Bulldog <laughs> podcast, after today's events. It's been that impressive. Logan, what do you think? Uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's probably the biggest day in football history in the state of Mississippi. I mean, they had two huge wins. Game day was in Oxford, and, uh, you know, they took down the Tide, took down A&M, and almost Mississippi State could be ranked in the top five after today. And deservedly so, I would mm-hmm. say. Colby, what did you see from your seat in uh, – where are you at now, Benton? Uh, right. Brian. Yeah, same place, same place. <laughs> Things are uh, kind of like y'all said. Things are rolling in Mississippi right now. Uh, who would have thought? You know, begin the season, uh, these teams would be in the top ten. You know, just just crazy. Yeah, that's what I was joking with Logan about. You know, I said that uh, when we started talking about the two Mississippi teams and Auburn would be the last three unbeaten teams in the SEC. I said, well, that's just like we all predicted. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I certainly went on record of saying that. And the two worst teams are probably from the state of uh, Tennessee, as far as which SEC. has probably never happened in mm-hmm. SEC history because Tennessee's always been pretty competitive. I don't know in the Lane Kiffin era, they're pretty bad. <laughs> well, he was only there one year. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, we can talk about Tex- uh, Texas A&M Mississippi State first, I think, because uh, it was the earlier game. Uh, Dak Prescott is a man. He's not just a man. He is the man. He is that guy. Yeah, he brought him. Uh, he brought himself into the Heisman talk after today. He had a huge day. Routed up forty-two points on him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and he just looked like an evolutionary Tebow out there. I mean, he, he was just running up and down the field. A&M had no answer for him. You know, and A&M, I think a lot of people probably suspected that maybe they weren't as strong as, as you know, maybe their ranking would tell you that they were, especially after last week. Because, you know, as good, as much improved as Arkansas is, I think a lot of people were still thinking that A&M was head and shoulders above Arkansas. But um, mm-hmm. after last week, I think a lot of people realized that wasn't quite the case. And uh, they ran into a bus all today in Starkville. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, huge road game for them. I mean, Mississippi State, obviously, uh, much better than everyone thought. Um, even myself. Yeah, I don't think I would have ever said they would beat A&M. I mean, even before the game, I really thought A&M would take care of business today. But Mississippi State not only beat them, they destroyed them. I mean, they're kind of wrecking through the SEC West. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Uh, Dak Prescott just scored again. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we realize Mississippi State is for real. And, you know, I don't think uh, Hill is no Menzel. Oh, I think we realize that Yeah, today we realized well. that in the Arkansas game, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was telling Chuck earlier what's kind of crazy is last year Mississippi State's coming to Arkansas four and six and they haven't lost since they've been eight and zero That's, since then so that is pretty I'm, gl- I'm glad that we can help them out with that the start of that streak you know well Collins fumble we were Arkansas actually was about to uh, 
uh, yeah, the game. Collins fumble comboed with the worst fake punt in the history, as Troy likes to call it. Absolutely <laughs> terrible. And if you're a Razorback fan, I'm sure you remember the game. Being Club Burt was out of control that day. Club Burt was uh, was pre-drunk. It was <laughs> 11 o'clock t- kickoff, and I don't know how he got pre-drunk. He was still, he was still drunk from the night before. He was he was on tilt. He and Jen went out into the river market until about 5 a.m., and he just said, screw it. I'm not, I'm not sleeping tonight. I'm, I'm too drunk to sleep. That's how Hendrix died. I'm just going to stay up all night. And that's what we ended up with. Uh, now again, I I slept on Mississippi State. Now I actually I actually was sort of a believer in Ole Miss. I like their defense, but I think if you can say anything about today's games, there's one theme. If you've got a defensive unit, whether it be or a, a, an entire unit, whether it be offense or defense, that's dominant, you're going to have a chance in every game. Ole Miss's defense is uh, is it the best defense in the SEC? It certainly looks that I way. I think so. I would I'd have to go with that right now. At least at least top three. I mean, I can, I don't think I can't think of I another defense. Besides Arkansas, I couldn't name another one that was better. <laughs> You don't like LSU's performance at all. Hey, Arkansas might be in the you know middle of the pack. I, I think Arkansas's defense is much improved. I would say. I mean, again, A and M isn't who we thought they were, but we still held them until that fourth quarter meltdown that we had, as we talked about last week. And for Mississippi State, their perspective, uh, they've got a dominant offense. They've got Dak mm-hmm. Prescott. Who, mm-hmm. anytime you've got a great quarterback, even a superior quarterback, you're going to be in games because he's going to make plays to keep you in the game. They've got nice skill players, and they're buying the Mullen system. I think this is how many years has Mullen been there? He's been there since about '09. Four years, yeah. So, so you get Mullen system. These are all guys he's recruited. Prescott is a transcendent type, or he's having a transcendent season. I don't know if he's transcendent talent, but uh, and, and again, I think if you've seen anything from Mississippi, it's that if you are excel in one phase of the game, offense or defense, then that's going to be a, a huge detriment. I mean, Ole Miss. When they got down 17-3, you know, I could have seen them throwing in the towel and saying it's over with, but All their back. defense kept grinding, mm-hmm. kept in the game, and they pitched a shutout at Alabama over the last, what, 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. So uh, good for them, good for State. And uh, Here's my thing. Who's the most impressive team in the SEC West right now? I think you got to go with State. They've got two straight blowouts over LSU and A&M. Well, Arkansas didn't lose today. So Arkansas that's, didn't that's lose Arkansas's today. Uh, yeah. I, I co-signed that. I mean, you got to think they went to Death Valley. They handled it. They handled LSU. Even, it looked close. Even if LSU probably is one of the worst teams in the West this year, playing in Death Valley is hard. Tough place to win. Really tough place to win. And today they just did whatever they wanted with A and M. I did. mean, Ver, Ver, I, I think Vern had to leave Oxford <laughs> and fly to Starkville <laughs> yeah. to drop an oh my and then go back to Oxford. So we talked about it before. It's like it's it's evolutionary that now we're going to go from where the Iron Bowl last year was for the spot for the national title to now the Egg Bowl is now the biggest game now at the end of the year. You told me that two years ago. I'd slap you in the face. Say you're crazy. I'd laugh at you. Yeah, you're you laughing at me, but no, it's just crazy. Like, state of Mississippi is on on point. Colbs, who had the best week in the SEC that you've seen? It's hard to go wrong with Mississippi State. As impressive as Ole Miss looked, uh, beating Bama, you know, Mississippi State. At you know, as surprised as I am, I mean, they look like the most impressive team, and you know. A good shot at probably winning that SEC West. Here's the thing that people are forgetting about: we still got Auburn rolling through, yeah. destroying LSU tonight. And I think they play Mississippi State next week. Actually, huge yeah, game. Yeah, they do. Huge yeah. game. Huge yeah. game. And, and let me just say this: this is you know this. I mean, I, everything's been said about the SEC that's been said, and I understand that. Uh, what a great league! Uh, what I mean, a great division! <laughs> what a great division! Yeah, the, the East. We'll get on the East before we leave this subject. But what the yeah, the SEC West? Um. Incredible, like it's incredible. Now the West has always been pretty good. I, in my opinion, it's been far superior the entire turn of the millennium since 2000 and beyond. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been better than the East, top to bottom. But this year's insane. Like I, I don't think we'll ever see it again. Where you've got six teams ranked, and then the the the, the seventh place team, which LSU's going to drop out after Auburn oh, drops yeah, sixty done. on them tonight. They're, they're going to be down there with us, and we really might beat LSU. Um, but what a league where you've got A and M. Uh, and again, A and M's not quite what we thought they were, but they're still a quality oh, team that can move good. the ball. Yeah. 
Uh, but now you struggle against Arkansas. Now you go get beat at State. And again, nobody was even talking about. It. I know I wasn't. Like I thought State was one of these guys. You know, even after they beat LSU, I was kind of like, ah, eh, what? Good. All right, that's a yeah. you know once in a lifetime mm-hmm. type deal. Uh, but then Ole Miss, who I didn't see coming. Any uh, you hear it a lot. Any given Saturday, any of these teams can lose to anybody else because the league is that competitive. Which is why Alabama is going to lose next Saturday in Vietnam. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Officer, yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah, he's, he's got drug I've been saying it for like three weeks now. We'll get to that point later. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know what's crazy talking about the Mississippi schools is next week I could see game day going to Mississippi uh-huh. State. Yeah, yeah Mississippi that, State at all. Or it's, 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 it's Starkville. Auburn at Starkville, yeah. Wow, man. That's a huge game. How crazy that be back-to-back weeks. I don't even think – I know this is Ole Miss's first time to host game day, and I doubt Mississippi State's ever hosted. No. I couldn't, I couldn't think of a time they did. They were I, good with, uh, back in the late 90s. Wayne Madkin and Jackie Sherrill, but I don't think they ever had game day. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think it's just one of those things, you know, when you've got – and I've said this for a long time – when you've got superior leadership, and it looks like Hugh Freeze is that guy, I'm still shaky on Dan Mullen. I think, you know, Dak's sort of a flash. Saved him a little bit. Matt, jo- Matt Jones-esque. Matt Jones-esque. I'm not as <laughs> sold on Mullen, but when you, again, Hugh Freeze, you can't argue with what he's done at Ole Miss, cleaning up a mess that, that Houston Nutt, um, I, I mean, it's just a dumpster fire when he arrived. Mm-hmm. And, um, and again, that's a scary, because here's the thing. As an Arkansas fan, I always used to look forward to Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Get those W's. Because you'd rack up. Like, you know, people say, thank God for Mississippi, but um, I meant that. Like, that was something I said. I was like, man, we're at least going to win two league games. Now, I don't know. It's it's hard to see Arkansas winning a Western Division game. And it's not even that we're necessarily bad, which was the case last year. Mm-hmm. Just we're just might be outclassed yeah. by everybody in the division just that, because it's so good. Yeah, that leads perfectly into our kind of Razorback Outlook section. You know, every week mm. we need to kind of talk about this and kind of see, you know, obviously a lot happened in the league today. A lot of surprises, a lot of uh, – we, we learned a lot about the league. So how do you guys feel, Colby? How do you feel going forward? What are you, what are you feeling? Well, the crazy thing that's kind of what we've been talking about and kind of what we're leading into is LSU might be the easiest game left on the schedule as far as conference games, and that just kind of speaks on the depth and of not only the league but the division. And I mean, it's kind of scary. Yeah, in a, in a division where LSU can finish seventh, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> and it very well could happen. With all the talent that LSU has every year, and they mm-hmm. always recruit, and, you know, say what you want about Les Miles, but they recruit in the top eight every year. Mm-hmm. So how's the top a, t- a team that brings in three top eight class and a top ten class finished seventh in a seven-team league. That's incredible. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If you take any of the Western teams and drop them in any other division, they're probably the favorites to win that division, potentially. Very Ar- potentially. Ar- Arkansas right now has lost, is it 14 straight conference games? Yes. 14. I stopped. <laughs> well, I can't count that high. Cole stops counting at 10. He's got that. You know, he, he knows it's at least 10, but that's it. He dropped it <laughs> off there. Um could Arkansas win the East? We we talk about it a lot. Could Arkansas? We're gonna find out. They play. They got their chance against Georgia and Missouri. You know, they win both those games. I, I'm pretty sure if we win both of those, we could have won this. the East. I'm gonna petition. I'm gonna petition Mike Slive. If we beat Georgia and Missouri by two touchdowns apiece, <laughs> we show up in Atlanta and we we just go to war with whoever wins the West. We're the That's East champions. We're the Eastern champions. That's it. That's what we're gonna do. I honestly, and this isn't, you know, being biased or anything, I honestly think Arkansas is a top three team in the East, and I think that's pretty realistic. Oh, yeah. Who's better than Arkansas in the East? Georgia maybe, and we'll I find out. That might not be the case in a couple. Yeah, of weeks. and I don't think South Carolina is better than us. I think Georgia might be the only one potentially, and they got beat by South Carolina. I mean, A and M literally did whatever they wanted to against South Carolina. Literally, I think they put up over 600 total yards mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. That's embarrassing. As that's quoting Spurrier, we're embarrassing. Like we are embarrassing. So I don't think the East. I don't think they can hang. I think Arkansas could win the East. I really do. This would be a great year for them to switch everything up and say, you know what, we're just going to take the top two West teams. You know, we're going to take the Mississippi State champ. We're going to take the Alabama State champ. We're going to put them in the Georgia Dome because it's still going to sell tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, winner's guaranteed of a shot in the playoffs and probably the loser, let's be honest. I mean, if, if you've got two undefeated teams at that point, 
you could make a very good point that you know what all we did was lose the number one team and we're the number two <laughs> team like why how are you going to penalize me because we lost by a field goal it makes no sense yeah i was talking about it before but the college playoffs could really start with the egg bowl and iron bowl if they both run the table going to there both those teams win both of them the winners both might could get in the championship uh, series and even an don't like let's say that you know i mean I mean, like you said, if they're both undefeated at that time, mm-hmm. how, how incredible would that be? Where would game day go? Like you'd have, <laughs> where, yeah. Alabama would have one loss, but Auburn would be undefeated, Mississippi State and Ole Miss would be undefeated. That's where true. Do, yeah. Where do you go? I guess you have to go to the Egg Bowl. Yeah, because if they're both undefeated. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, as far as the, yeah, go ahead, Colby. I'm sorry. Mississippi State or Auburn will, one of them will lose. But I mean, regardless, even if one loss, you know, it, I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. crazy. I've never about. seen anything like it. Yeah, uh, on the schedule, yeah, I guess Auburn, Auburn or Mississippi State, one of them have to lose. So uh, now, as far as Arkansas, you know, we we were pretty excited last week. We thought I told Logan this when I got in the studio, aka his dad's kitchen. <laughs> um, I uh, I was like, man, I thought the worst was over last week. I thought we'd gotten through Auburn on the road. I thought it's we'd gotten through a and but now we're look we're living in a reality where we've got both Mississippi teams will be in the top five. We still got a, a very angry Nick Saban <laughs> Nick coming. Nick Saban to is ready to bring Bird Lundquist with him. Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, we like we might have we might have here. The crazy thing is, other than LSU, we might have not even played our toughest division games yet. Uh, <laughs> We played Auburn, which I think Auburn is for real. I think Auburn is for real. Sure. I think they'll be one of the representatives of the SEC in the playoffs. I really do believe that. Well, that they uh, they're they're tuning LSU up like it's already the case right now. <laughs> they're ready to go. They're, uh, I, I believe in what Malzahn's doing. I really do. I think it's a great catch. They they got lucky last year, but this team, I mean, they're able to pass it. They're able to run it. Their defense is improved. I mean, they're the real deal this year. If you told really me Auburn play. won the SEC and was undefeated, I would believe you. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a uh, you know which again all right so well let's look at the east I mean <laughs> what do you do with the east how do you even handicap this uh, you know I got who would win every game in the east <laughs> I mean right now it looks like Georgia's going to carry the the flag over there and somehow whatever that means you know um, you know that's how almost, embarrassing is the SEC championship game going to be this year I think they've already set the line at thirty two for the West Championship doesn't matter who it is, it is. yeah <laughs> if LSU somehow circles the wagon championship game with Auburn and South Carolina I think Auburn just rolled over them by like. Oh, yeah, if Auburn's in it against Georgia or South Carolina, they win by 40 running away. They And they could pick their score probably. Um, but, yeah, so the East, you know, at this point, it really doesn't matter. You know, I, I, I'll, I'll say this. I mean, I guess you got to say Missouri's still in the hunt. I don't think they've lost yet, have they? Nope, they beat South nope. Carolina. So, you know, I mean, that, 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 <laughs> could be, it, I guess, but. that could be a big game for them late in the year, and that could kind of be the, you know, in the way of Arkansas, maybe like a potential bowl bid. Things like that, but the East is so you know it's and again I'm not trying to pile on the East here. It's just it's just not nearly as deep or or qualities the SEC West, and uh, I mean I think you'll see that you know I, I think you're looking at a reality now where no SEC West team will lose to anybody that's not from the SEC West. I mean yeah that would be the most impressive thing ever, and it's definitely possible. I really think the flag falls on Arkansas. We got to play Georgia and Missouri. We win both those games. I mean probably the two best teams in the East. If yeah, you really it, looked at yeah, it. Yeah, if you really looked at it, and Arkansas is the worst in the West probably. Worst or sick. So, so we'll find out if Arkansas could win the East. Yeah. Pretty quick, yeah. We'll, we'll prove it on the field. You know, we got Georgia coming in in two weeks to the Rock. It should be a great game. By the way, that's my latest conspiracy. The SEC wants to keep us down. Mm-hmm. We play South Carolina every year since we joined the league, right? They get down. They get down, and now we're playing Missouri yep. up there mm-hmm. when they're ascending a year. I mean, you know, why, why, why do we? Why can't we catch Tennessee this year? We gotta, there needs to be some kind of balance right now. I feel like the West is too stacked, and I don't see it happening anytime soon where the East gets a powerhouse like the West has. Not I mean, as we, long as Saban and Gus are in the house and Hugh Freeze is recruiting his butt <laughs> and off. Dan and Dan Mullen's doing his thing. We got the, Club Burt on the rise. Club Burt two turn. <laughs> like they, 
uh, on the upside, from a view, if I'm not an SEC fan, if I'm a fan of the Big Ten, I love this because every week I know there's going to be a great game on television. Mm-hmm. I, like like today, I'm watching A and M State, and they're marching up and down the field, and I'm looking at Ole Miss Alabama, and I'm like, man, this is great football. Yeah, well, the Big Ten's too busy trying to watch the Mac. They're they're superior. So, um, <laughs> so Colby, um, everything said, you know. How does this affect Arkansas's uh, bowl picture right now? You know, obviously that would be a great. I think we all agreed before the season that would be a huge, a great goal, a big accomplishment for this team. Uh, can we get to six wins? I, you know, I have my, pre- I have my opinion. Logan probably has his, but uh, what do you think? Do you think Arkansas can circle the wagons and get to a bowl, break this SEC losing skid? I think we can. I just can't tell you who I think we're going to win against. I mean, it's 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 just crazy. You know, every week it's going to be a dog fight and. We might have to sneak up on somebody to get a W. You know, somebody might be beat up. Uh, we might take a win that way, but, I mean, I'll take it anyway. We need to catch somebody after they play Alabama because I saw uh, today uh, A&M. I know they would have lost probably anyway, but they looked rough today. They looked like they were beat down. I think we might have roughed them up a little bit. I think you actually uh, shared a quote about uh, Bielema saying, you know, look at the teams the week after they play us because they're going to look rough. And A&M did. They looked beat up. They looked mm-hmm. exhausted. We play LSU right after Alabama. Ooh, we're going to win that game anyway. Club <laughs> Burt, two turns. Club Burt. It's like 1-15, you know, after playing Alabama. I just threw that stat out, but I think they've only won one or two <laughs> games. Stats out here. It's all good. Yeah, I mean, ha- most of them are made up anyway, so I might as well make well, up. They've myself. all got arbitrary cutoff points anyway, so. Yeah. Uh, that's a very good point. I mean, you, you can look at games that you probably think, you know. I uh, so, so, Colby, right now, what is the best-case scenario? Like, you're looking at Arkansas right now at the bye week, looking ahead to Alabama next week. What, what what is our best case scenario in your eyes? I think seven and five with a win against Georgia, uh, a win against Missouri, and we take out either um, Ole Miss or LSU. Yeah, LSU. Oh yeah, LSU. I think we beat LSU, and then maybe we get maybe eight and four. Ooh. I mean, with a surprise win somewhere else, but I don't think it's likely. And I think you know, worst case, you know, five and seven, four and eight. Again, maybe. at the beginning of the season, we were talking about you know. Four and eight being the likely outcome, you know, just starting out, we we were thinking Texas Tech and NIU would be tough games too. Right. So I think we've already ex- 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 expanded past our expectations. So it's kind of, uh, I think we're going to sweep the East. I think we're going to get both those wins. We're going to beat UAB, and that'll get to six and six. That's probably the most likely. Are we going to show up at the Georgia Dome to play uh, Auburn? I hope so. <laughs> Je- Jeff Long, make it happen. You're the commissioner. Make something happen, bro. Play I see some. I see something similar to y'all. I think six and six would be a good. Uh, I think it'd be a fine season. That gets us in Memphis, as we talked about last week. You know, yeah. and the, again, these things, these bowl projections, are something that'll change every week. If we beat Alabama next week, now suddenly the sky's the limit, and we will. <laughs> Logan, uh, in case you haven't noticed, is really excited about this Alabama game, but they are coming to town. They're going to be emotionally devastated after that. I think Alabama has less to play for. After... And Saban's going to have the pending murder charge on Lane Kiffin hanging <laughs> exactly, over his head. Exactly. No, I just want to see how Alabama actually responds after uh, a loss. But we'll get to that later. You know, what's crazy is. Um... Last week, you know, say if Arkansas pulls off the mm-hmm. win, Alabama wins this week. This is a top fifteen matchup, and, and now you're looking at probably eleven a.m. kickoff. Yeah, it, it is and actually going to be an eleven a.m. kickoff. Oh. It looks like that's actually what it looks like right now. That is early in the morning. Well, you got to think every other game is more important than that game that day. You got it's you know Auburn yeah. State and Ole Miss. And We're something. riding a fourteen game losing streak. Yeah, nobody wants to watch off. Arkansas besides us, which is I'm totally cool with. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean the game. Here's the thing. And just, I'm probably dating myself a little bit by saying this. I remember days where like game on TV was a big deal. Even the Jefferson Pilot. 
10:30 kickoff game mm-hmm. in the late night. And Colby's laughing because he remembers too. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's you, mean the, you mean the Raycom Sports? The Raycom, and it looked like what they did. They had the the t- this is no HD yeah. listeners. You had your camera, and it looked like they put a plastic bag over it. Like it was look like watching. Colby remembers. He's laughing, but but um. So I remember that was. I mean, they, I think they showed three SEC games a week: CBS, ESPN, and uh, J, uh Jefferson Pilot. Mm-hmm. And uh, it literally it was a big deal to get on TV. And now you've got. Arkansas, Alabama at 11 a.m. and that's a game, you know. But that that's just that's the times. Again, it, it's great to be a sports fan in 20. It's always been great to be a sports fan. Mm-hmm. It's great to be a sports fan in 2014, yeah. especially. So, Chuck, what's your best case scenario? I know you talked about what the most likely is. What's your best case right now? If you look at the schedule, obviously you don't agree with me on this Alabama pick. But. I'm gonna see why. I think uh, I think seven and five is about the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I, I just think we're still a young team. We're still early in the mm-hmm. process, dealing this process. I think it'll be tough for us to steal too, because we're not gonna sneak up on anybody. After last week. People are going to have to be ready to play, or they're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. So I think it, I think that'll be an easy sell for the kids. And we're still here's the thing, we're still riding a long losing streak. I mean, in the in the league, I mean <laughs> double I, digits. I, I'll believe two years worth. Yeah. Um, I'll believe we can win a conference game when we do it. So I think seven and five is the best case. But my best case before the season was six and six. So I found a win. I pulled it from thin air. And I think your worst case went up as well. Worst case went up to at the very worst. Uh, five and seven probably. That's what I'd say worst case is now. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I think we find an SEC win somewhere, whether yeah. it be LSU or Missouri or somebody like that. So here's another interesting topic. I know a lot of Ridgeback fans like to compare to the BP era. Mm. So how do you feel the rebuilding process is with Burt at this point compared to the BP era rebuild? And kind of, do you think they both started at the same kind of point? Yes. Uh, personally, I do. Uh-huh. Uh, considering that Bobby had to show up and he took over Houston's recruits. And, and you know, Burt took over no recruits from John L. So. <laughs> not no recruits from John L. And, I mean, just Petrino's left over. You know, so, yeah, I think they are. And I think their first years were pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean – A lot of beatdowns. Yeah, a lot of beatdowns against upper echelon teams. Mm-hmm. Year two, I mean, uh, Petrino's year two, when he went 7-5 and five and won the Liberty Bowl. Burt could go 7-5 and five in the Liberty Bowl. There are a lot of parallels here. The league's a little tougher now, or especially the, the West. The West is so much tougher. Especially with the West. <laughs> um, but, you know, we've um, – I think it's about the same thing, and that actually sort of brings into recruiting. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, Colby, well, I want you to I want you to tell uh, the people what you think about uh, the the rebuild so far under Burt, and then uh, we're gonna talk a little recruiting. I mean, it, it's it's very similar to Bobby Petrino's uh, uh, first two years so far. I think. I mean, you're just coming off. Uh, you know, first season's really bad. Like I was saying, the second season is pretty parallel to kind of where Bobby Petrino was, except for the league's tougher now. So, I mean, based on the same pace, and hopefully we have the same year, or close to the same year three as we did under Petrino. And, and again, you know, the, the, the argument's always made, you know, that, that Brett is actually recruiting better. You know, he's bringing in higher caliber recruits, you know, guys like this. And that's uh, – you can't argue with Petrino's results on the field, but, yeah, his recruiting classes were not ranked highly. Well, I always said this. BP got really big, really fat off of that first recruiting class he had. When you think about most of the stars that he had at Arkansas, most of them came off that first class. I mean, yeah, that was the class that had, you know, Ryan and Tyler and Joe Adams and all those guys. Myself. So, yeah, and Chuck, apparently. So, <laughs> you know, I think Burt is going to recruit more consistently at a high level. That's with us, you know, only winning four games, three games. You know what I mean? So when we start winning, I think you'll see the results actually improve significantly. We're a top about 20 class in every um, 
uh, you know, scout ESPN twenty four seven rivals, and that's coming off a, tw- uh, a three and nine. Exactly, and we still have a lot of spots left to fill too. Yeah. Um, so once we get that full class in, I think we can end up being a top fifteen class. And we're adding some some top shelf recruits. We're talking about KJ Hill from North Little Rock. Can we Rock. talk about KJ Hill for a minute? He scored in every phase of football the in a night. half, in, in a, a half, half against Mountain Home. The kid oh. can play, and as much as as much help as we need at receiver, he's going to be a huge plus next season. He knows how to get open. You know. Uh, Will Gregg, he committed this week. Um, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. here's the thing, you know, it, I've been critical of our of our uh, forward passing game all season. <laughs> we don't know if it's a scheme. We don't know if it's you know if we don't know what it is. But you can't argue that we're short on receivers. Mm-hmm. We're probably short. Uh, oh, quarterback Ty Story, who <laughs> Logan was just pouring over uh, highlight films. Yeah, I watched like an hour of him, dude. He is like literally one of the best quarterbacks in high school I've ever seen. Like he is amazing. He passed a ten thousand yard passing mark in high school football the other night. That's incredible. That's incredible. You gotta love how this staff is addressing. Names. Oh yeah, they immediately go out and they fill the gaps immediately. And building depth, keeping the depth along the offensive line, continue to build. The most depth amazing thing that I've seen from our, our recruiting so far is the offensive line. You look at our offensive line under BP, where Tyler Wilson was getting murdered every game, to now Brandon Allen's only been touched like once in like six games, and that's including SEC games against top caliber teams. So upper echelon talent, you know, and. Again, so when you're talking about when you're looking just two two years down the line, you're looking at a potential of Ty Story as your quarterback, KJ Hill and uh, Keon Hatcher at receiver. Mm-hmm. You got Will Gregg at tight end to go with Hunter Henry if he sticks. And he, we, also got, you know, we also got the red shirt on JoJo Robinson. He'll come out as well. So. Uh, and Stewart's coming in. He's from uh-huh. Highland and he's been up big numbers. I know it's a low classification, but he had offers from Bobby Trent at Louisville, Ole Miss. He was getting looked at by Oregon. So I mean, we got another shifty what guy. What about Petaway as well? He's Petaway still on the, and O'Grady. Commitment, and I think, and I think a lot of other people do. And, Actually, uh, uh, Deion Stewart. Uh, interesting, you bring him up. Uh, one of the schools that I cover here in town, uh, in the county, they uh, they played Highland in a non-conference game, and they said he's the best player he's seen in probably two years. Now they played they played Ty Story last year in the semifinals. Now he they like Ty Story as well. But they're saying like as far as receivers go, mm-hmm. he's he's a real deal because he said he makes guys miss. He he can jump high. He's got like a, a huge. They said he's that guy. If he's like a Wes Welker type, you know, they can sort of work the chains. That would be a huge plus. It's just good to see the helps on the way. And like Colby said, Bielema is good about addressing the needs. He knows what we need. He's going to go out and get the help that we need. And, I mean, I've seen progress already this year. I mean, legitimately. Expectations have, have risen just by seeing the game so far this year. And I don't know if you've heard of Dominic Reed. He's a GECO player. He's actually originally from Camden, but he's getting looked at. And, um, you know, we might take originally. I think we're going to take we're going to take three receivers, but if he comes on board, we'll take four. He's six four, a legit four four guy, and he's you know a, a deep threat for us. So I mean, we're really addressing SEC these speed. SEC speed. Well, and again, that's the thing. You know, what you look at our receivers. You know, we don't have anybody that can get open other than Keon Hatcher consistently. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've minimized Hunter Henry probably because they realize he's our most. Con- you know, so they. But if you've got two or three threats at any time on the field, that's a that bodes well for you. I will say this: last week, uh, I think Hollister, Cody Hollister, and uh, uh, Jared Cornelius, I think both of those guys stepped up in the A and M game. They looked pretty decent. I like Jared. Yeah, I do I like Cornelius a lot. He hadn't shown up until that game. I don't know what happened to him, but uh, it was good to see him out there. He's making some plays, made some key catches for first downs. And you know, like I said, defensively, we're going to get better there as well. I, I'm so excited about my boy Bijan Jackson mm-hmm. on the, getting more snaps. Like I said, it's. It's happening, you know. It's <laughs> the frustrating. Secondary, the secondary looks night and day better than yeah. what they used to. That's just coaching, you know. Yeah. That's, I don't even know if it's the caliber of player. I mean, yeah. obviously they're good players, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's just a it's a total it's a total shift change. You know, mm-hmm. we're relying more on the defense. We're going to run the ball more, and that's fine. You know, it, just win some ball game. That's fine. You know, that's why I like Petrino. I mean, I like this play style, but 
He won 10 or 11 ball game. He won 10 or 11 ball game. I don't care if you're running the wishbone. Bring, just, Ken, bring Hat, Ken Hatfield back. <laughs> Interesting stat, though. Or not stat, but kind of fact. I was watching Louisville play the other night, I guess Friday night when I came in. And uh, they actually are not actually lighting up the scoreboard with points. They're playing defense. They have a top mm-hmm. five defense. They hired uh, former D- Georgia defensive coordinator Todd Grantham. That was just amazing to me. Uh, well, you got to think. Charlie Strong was the head coach there. He yeah, a lot a of time was left coach. over, yeah. By the way, Charlie Strong, another uh, – Arkansas boy doing big – well, he'll, he's going to rebuild Texas. We know that. And we're going to get them in the Liberty Bowl. Mark it down. Logan's on this. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they – so – but basically, yeah, so it things are ha- – you know, yeah, Bobby, he's uh, – so he's showing he's got a little depth to his uh, coaching uh, scheme as well. Not, he's not just an offensive play caller. He can he can do other things. But, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, Brett, he, he's doing fine. You know, I like the staff here and – if you can keep the staff intact and you know keep recruiting at a high level, good things are coming. Actually, the funny funny thing is uh, Kansas fired Charlie Weiss, right? And the, one yeah. of the names rumored was actually Jim Chaney, one of the ones we've actually been hounding Please on a little bit. Please take him. <laughs> Kansas, do you need a reference? Here's my here's my number. I might have to leave this out. Call me. Jim is the best. Listen, you're getting a great character guy, good X's and O guy. You will not regret this hire. Hire him now. So we'll see how that plays out. I don't know who we'd get as OC, but we'd find somebody, I guess. I don't know. BP, you want a job? <laughs> well, I guess. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next subject. We posted this uh, on Facebook talking about all-time heartbreakers in Razorback <sighs> history. I know this is going to be a depressing subject, but uh, Chuck, you want to go ahead and go first? Well, you know, and I, this, could, this could be different to anybody uh, all around. You know, we've got a couple people weigh in as well. Uh, actually, uh, B. Livingston, I think he uh, – uh, what, what, what did B say? B said his all-time heartbreaker was it was it Tennessee? He, he I guess it was Tennessee. Probably. He was, he was That's born, a lot of people's. He, he was it was mine certainly. I uh it just you know it you know '98 Tennessee game. We're both undefeated. We're both in the top eight, and we you know that was the Clint Sterner stumble fumble game, and that was that was just one that stuck with me because it was such a young age, and I was so impressionable, and <laughs> I still uh I still got a Clint Sterner jersey somewhere. I love the guy, but um and it was you know it was just it was just a really fun year, and I hate that it ended like that uh. You know, but that that was probably one that sticks out, just because. And we were up twenty-one to three. We were in that game, and that's really when Houston started to me. Like, he started micromanaging. Like before that, like before that, you know, things were sort of, you know, you know, he was doing things, he was throwing it around, he wasn't coaching so conservatively. But, mm-hmm. but th- that game, it's almost like we got up, and he's like, all right, I'm just going to run the ball off tackle, and I'm going to count on our defense. <laughs> I'm going to count on our defense to close it out, and they they had nothing left. After here's the thing that people forget. We were in Tennessee territory when we lost that fumble, or at least around midfield. About to punch it in again. We're going in. Mm-hmm. We're going to run the clock out. Mm-hmm. But they pick it up, and they score in like four plays. Like Travis Henry, mm-hmm. a future NFL back, mm-hmm. couldn't be – I mean, he just – we had nobody to tackle him. We were trying to rip the ball. All they needed was a field goal, and then they ended up scoring. It was – I've never hated Rocky Top more than I did <laughs> that day. I think if you played it for me right now, I would just – Vomit on the spot. <laughs> I would just – yeah, like I would throw everything up. But that mm-hmm. – you know, and there have been other ones, and I'm sure we'll talk about them, but yeah. th- that's mine. Logan? Speaking of nut, you need to go check out the nut meme generator that I put on Facebook. It's pretty much the best thing ever. Is that a, is that a coach nut guarantee? It's a coach nut guarantee. Um, For me, man, it's probably the Sugar Bowl. Oh. I was there at that game. It's probably why it was so depressing for me. But, I mean, we were down. It was like, oh, it was like, it was like all the oh, low. Yeah, I heard that for just in my nightmares for weeks after. I hear it sometimes randomly to this day. <laughs> when um, something goes bad for Logan, he's getting pulled oh, over, getting man. a traffic ticket. Oh, wait. Yeah, but it's like NAM-like flashbacks. But, no, it was just the, it was so low at, at a point. You know, we were down 28-10 going into half. Um, and then it was so, like, on a hype train. We came just roaring back, you know. Um and then we block that punt. You know, we get a chance to win the game, and Mallet throws that pick. And I'll never forgive Julian Horton. Never. He all has to do is pick the ball up, scoop, and score, and we win the game. 
But um, he, he lands on the ball. He was a freshman. I can't hate too much. But we'd have won the football game. You, you just killed your dad bringing do, that up. Do you think there is any way Ohio State scores with 30 seconds left with that crowd, no. with our defense? There's no way. There's no Zero. way they score. We, we, pro- we probably have a pick six and then just really put the icing. And we like we locked them down in the second half. We had them on lock. All we had to, Mallet just had to just, just I don't know. We should have it away. We should have ran it We should have ran the ball. Now, now, they couldn't stop now. They had no answer for him. Uh, they were tired. Times that I've you know disagreed with Petrino's uh, play calling, but I thought then he should have ran the ball more. Nile was killing them, you know, and you and we had plenty of time. We were in their territory. I think he should have ran it, and then you know got them later. At the honestly, pass. the key the key moment in that game honestly was the very first play of the game. Oh, Mallet threw a dime right to Joe. Off. Joe Adams yeah. right on like hit him in the hands, and he drops it. If we hit that, he was scoring. He was uh-huh. in stride. He was going to be money all the way. If he hits that, Ohio State, their whole sidelines thinking, here we go again. SEC is about SEC, the dump truck. Exactly, and I think that changes the whole mentality of the game. I don't think we even lose at any point in that game. If that I think happens. we win thirty five to ten. No, yeah, there's no way because their 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 whole psyche's messed up. They've been getting dumped trucked by SEC teams for years. And if we score on the first play... Oh, yeah, just an 80-yard bomb from Mallet. Mallet's over there. They, 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 they start calling it the Mallet Dome from now on. And yeah, so, not even... so that, that game really took it out of me. I mean, it, it, emotionally, leaving that stadium, I had to deal with so many arrogant Ohio State fans. And even, oh, the, and even though that game didn't happen oh, on paper, um, it, I, it's in my nightmares forever. It is. Colbs, what's yours? Um, both of them are kind of up there in my thoughts. <laughs> Thanks for bringing up the good <laughs> memories, guys. <laughs> But I'm have to go with the 2010 Alabama oh, game. Oh, not again! <laughs> there was you know so much buzz going around the game. This is our chance to beat Saban. This is our yeah. year, and we had it. Mount threw two late interceptions, and I mean we just couldn't finish the game. I mean I remember it started off with Ronnie Wingo having oh, the wheel route. We scored two plays against Alabama. Mount also had three picks in the fourth, right? Uh, I think he had. I think they were both. In the, he had two in the fourth the, yeah. the whole time or yeah. something. But that, I uh, yeah, that one was. That's actually an underrated one, Colby. I'm, I mean, that was it was early in the season, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I'm like you, that was our best chance. We had Mallet, we had the receivers, we had them at our place. Mm-hmm. Alabama was a little, you know, and if you remember, they got beat by South Carolina about two weeks after that. So we all knew they were vulnerable, and we just couldn't take advantage. Now we we that was the year we finished on a run and got to the Sugar Bowl, mm-hmm. beating LSU. It's just, and that was the year that we got Mallet got knocked out of the Auburn game, mm-hmm. and we couldn't stop Cam. I mean, really, you could look back. That was. I will say this: one of the best memories, though, beating LSU that year. Yes. That fourth and three call to Joe Adams beating Honey Badger. I watch it on a loop sometimes when I'm feeling sad. I just go to YouTube and I'm like, I want to watch Joe Adams God, do this for like. I miss a Ryan Mallet. Mallet was good. Golly, he, he could throw that freaking football. I'm gonna give an honorable mention to the SEC championship game oh. against Florida. Um, that Reggie Fish play also in my nightmares for the rest of my life. Never gonna get rid of that one. That was a bad one. I think more about the. Uh, I think more about the the LSU game that year. We were up, and that was this is when Nutt had, you know, there's a little power struggle between him and Gus for a long time, and uh, you know, Houston was the offensive coordinator calling the plays at the beginning, but mm-hmm. then like you know, Gus took over around midseason. Coincidentally enough, we won about nine straight, but then then Houston had put himself back into the mix, and the LSU game was really the full effect of Houston Nutt's uh, play calling and uh, game planning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkansas quarterbacks, I think, finished that game about four of eighteen <laughs> for about 112 yards, Damn. and. Uh, I think two of those completions were Darren McFadden completions. Do you remember the, you know, in the game, we were, I think we had the ball at two minutes, and we just, four I just straight knew passes. we couldn't. Had, yep. Yeah, uh-huh. four straight How passes. How could I forget, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> uh, another bad one. Uh, this is not really bad because we got blown out, but uh, we were up 14 to nothing against LSU back in, like, 1944. Me and Charlie were watching that game and pretty much hyped up. Because we win that game, we're playing for the national title. We're getting our rematch with Alabama. I almost punched through Logan's parents' roof <laughs> when that when we knocked that ball loose and Highsmith kicked. Uh, yeah, Highsmith. I, 
I'm gonna say I, I, my vertical leap. I, I'll tell you this: <laughs> I, I've never been much of an athlete in my. In I think my your hand time. actually hit the fan in our living room. I punched. So I punched one of the blades off. Like when he did that, you thought you would have thought I was Super Mario from Super Mario Brother. Listen. When he when I saw he was scoring, I almost punched through the freaking like it, I I would have tested off the charts in the NBA combine. <laughs> I, I had a sixty inch vertical when he came up with that ball. Now my knees are shot; I can't jump anymore. But it was worth at that moment, and it was still early in the game. At that moment, I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna do!" And then they scored what forty unanswered, so that was not fun. No, I think BP got too cute. That's again where his play calling ain't got to him because we were we were running it down their throats with uh, Stuman and uh, our big back, I think Roger, Roger Green. Green. Yeah, and uh, he kind of got away from that when we got up fourteen. I think he thought that he could he could demoralize them a little bit. It came back to bite him. I think personally, that's what I saw. Because I mean, we literally to score those to score that first seven, we literally just ran it down their throats with Stuman and Broderick. Oh, Tyler threw a. Pu- I mean, you know, they probably made an adjustment. I don't know. I'm sure they're. I think you know. I'm gonna blame BP because he's not here anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, throw him under the bus. Throw him under the bus. Yeah, good, good, good job, Bobby. That's why you're Louisville. Uh, Colby, you got an honorable mention over there. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of any right off the top of the bat. I'm, I'm, I'm already sad. <laughs> Col- so I'm Colby's already slashed both of his wrists, <laughs> so he's sitting there bleeding over the place. He's gonna, he's gonna get Miss Yarbrough to come well, in there. And let's clean go him ahead, up. let's go ahead and move forward, then go from the sadness and go to our bowl outlook. We kind of talked about, you know, the SEC, like how we're, how our outlook looks there. So, bowl, do you think we actually get one? Which one are you looking at? I know Chuck's looking hard at that Liberty Bowl. I'm looking hard. I'm looking. I'm staring at that. What I am, I'm at the bar right now. The Liberty Bowl just walked in, and all I'm doing is staring at it. I'm sending it drinks. <laughs> I've already, I've already met Howard Grader, the uh, the CEO of the Liberty Bowl mm-hmm. at the Arkansas the Northern Illinois game, actually. And I told him, I was like, if Arkansas gets to six and six now, you got to do. Uh, well, they want Arkansas bad. We'd sell that place out again, just from a convenience standpoint. Liberty Bowl. I mean, none of them would be hard to get to if we chose to go. The Music City's mm-hmm. not far. Shreveport's not far. The Commander Bowl. Yeah, the what now? The Duck Commander Bowl. <laughs> Where's that at? I, I, I'm not going there. Bowl. I'll probably skip that. <laughs> I'm going to leave my camo. I'm going to stay at home. I'll probably catch that one on the tube. <laughs> um, yeah, I think 6 and 6 slides in there. I think 7 and 5 slides in there. Uh, we'll, we might be actually playing too well if we get to 7 and 5 to get in there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan, what do you see? Uh, I think 6 and 6 is probably what we end up at. I think we, you know... We sweep the East and get in. I think that's what happens. And that and we, and we we just go down like one of the greatest presidents ever. Yeah, give me it, liberty or give me death. We're gonna get liberty. And we're gonna beat Texas there. It's gonna sell out. I'm telling you, you're all about this Texas. Texas is gonna get I don't there. See the Texas. Big Twelve sucks. They're gonna get there. I don't see Texas. They're gonna get there. Colby, what do you see other other than a, a, a semifinal uh, birth for us? <laughs> I'm saying six and six too. Probably birth of Liberty Bow. You come, you coming? I've, I've already invited you to stay at my house. Oh, I'll be there. <laughs> if, if we can keep you from having eye surgery for a change, like <laughs> Kobe's always having some eye surgery. Uh, my, That's right around when I have my second surgery or third surgery, I guess. Most but. importantly, how many? Uh, just one last SEC related note. How many teams does the SEC get into the into the Final Four? Because right now, with Oklahoma getting beat, Oregon getting beat, it's looking like two, regardless of how you shake, unless. The SEC West just beats up on each other. I'm seeing two. Yeah, I think two get in regardless. And I think, man, if Florida State loses, you, I think you could see a third slip in, man. You'll see the state of Mississippi the plus state of Auburn. Mississippi plus Auburn. Or Alabama if they can beat Auburn. Yeah. Colby? I'm thinking, too, as well. Originally, when I when it, the, they set the four-team playoff, I was like, they're not going to let SEC, you know, two teams get in just, you know, just to kind of keep things even. Uh, but I think this year, I, I think two teams are How going in. How troll is it going to be? If the two SEC teams are on the opposite sides oh, of the semifinals oh, and they end up meeting in the final. Oh, Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. Oh, oh, oh my. <laughs> what have I done? Oh, my. I'm actually actively pulling for that one just because there's so many haters out there. Egg Bowl part dose. 
And they would, uh, how many people from Mississippi would be at that game? I, I'm not sure the state of Mississippi still exists anymore after today. I'm pretty sure they burned we, the whole state. Can we the confirm co- that it's there? I better text somebody who's at the game today and just find well, out. Well, they, they, they had risked the field, tearing down goalposts. They were, they were serious. I'm telling you. The only thing that'd make that better is if we had Vern Lundquist and Gary Danielson calling yes, the game. Or yes. in the we, how much is it going to cost to get Vern to cover the championship game? Well, if it's an all-SEC affair, the SEC may have some – they may have a – That's going to show it on the SEC network? Yeah, we're going to simulcast it on the SEC network. We've got Brent Musburger. <laughs> Hitting on uh, A.J. McCarron's uh, girlfriend. Oh, my. Look at Ms. Uh, I hope Uncle Vern gets the call. Uh, so, anyway, we, we talked a little bit about the crazy day in the SEC today, and it was crazy. Uh, and it looks like Arkansas is going to come up on the short end of the stick as far as that goes. Last week we played Texas A&M, who was able to escape by the skin of their – Kenny Trill, Trill, Trill. I'm still, that's, that also goes to honorable mention and biggest heartbreaking oh. stuff ever. Going to go ahead and throw that one in there. I've was, forgotten about it. I was pretty devastated, not going to lie. Still am, actually. It hurt, yeah. It's going to hurt till we beat Bama Saturday. Oh. That's a perfect transition. <laughs> to uh, our Alabama preview. Alabama comes to Fayetteville on Saturday. Now, I've always heard that it's not a real rivalry until uh, you have games that have been disputed in the past and what school claims those wins. Um Alabama leads the all-time series against Arkansas 16-8. to Now, that's on the field. That's not bad. Uh, however, you've got three wins that Alabama has forfeited due to NCAA. Um, <laughs> Who would have thought? Uh, Alabama, <laughs> they seem like such a clean, upstanding program. Uh, this is all tongue-in-cheek, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it was during the 90s, and they won convincingly each game, but they were forced to vacate them. Um, so, Arkansas has been playing Alabama. So, you know, they've been in the Western Division the entire time, so they joined the league in 1992. And Alabama's always been a powerful team, and I still think they're very good. Uh, but, again, they took a loss today. Colby, uh, what do you see happening on Saturday? What does Alabama do well? What do they not do well? First of all, since Saban's been there, Arkansas hasn't won yet, and it's only been close Don't remind to me. It's been a long time. <laughs> you, you don't like that? No, I do not. But, you know, I think Alabama, they're good. They went back to the running game. They were doing the more up-tempo stuff prior to this game, and uh, now it's kind of what they did, you know, before they did, uh, before they had Kiffin. And I think they're going to continue to do that the rest of the year. They're going to continue to run the ball good, play sound defense, and they're coming out of anger against Arkansas, which which scares That's my me. my thing. It, it's going to be a testament to see how they respond. I mean, really. I mean, because I know last year after they lost to Auburn, they kind of didn't even show up in the Oklahoma game. Given that was, you know, a long layoff, you know, they didn't really have a lot to play for. They still have a lot to play for this year. Right. But given it's going to be – we need to see how they – they don't lose very often, so it's going to be key to see how they react to a loss. And it is on the road. Arkansas is a much improved team. Um, but, again, I know you guys don't – not a big Brand Allen fan, but, you know, it's going to – he's going to be the, have to be the one that beats them because their right. secondary is weak. Their secondary was exposed today, and it's been exposed all year. They're not – their secondary – their secondary is not what it used to be. So we're going to throw the ball to beat them. I think we'll be able to run for a half, kind of like we did against Auburn, kind of like we did against A&M. But to win the game, second half, we're going to throw the ball. It's just – I will say this: This isn't a normal saving team. This kind of reminds me of the, I guess, oh nine or the two thousand ten team when they lost three games. So yeah, I mean, it would be huge. It's in Fayetteville. The fans are going to be out. People are excited again for yes, once. So yes. that's good. So Chuck, what are you what are you seeing? Uh, I think Logan just broke it down. I really couldn't have said it better myself. You know, I've I've been saying all year, and we've been doing that. You know, it, the, the the day's going to come. We're going to have to be able to throw and get a few first downs and run the clock out. I think last week we saw that. You know, mm-hmm. there are a couple throws that were there that it was either covered or it was a one receiver, you know, one two receiver route that we couldn't hit, and our defense just got gassed in the second half. Now Alabama, they're good at making you play left-handed. Mm-hmm. Ole Miss, they had, they had a dominant running game. They pretty, you know, Bo Wallace is pretty good, but you know he's but they made Bo Wallace look like Archie Manning today because he had a lot of man coverage and he he made some throws. Give him some mm-hmm. credit. 
the, the problem that I see is, and we, we joke about it all the time, Alabama under Saban, I would love to see what their record is after a loss. I'm sure it's pretty good. Well, they lost last year after a loss, so right. that, that's a good one. And, I, and they lost uh, his second year after they Florida lost in the to title. Florida. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just a, you know more of like going into the bowl layoff. Right. Or There's what? no t- you know I, like I, I said that's gonna be key to see how they respond. Like that's huge. Know, the problem I see is that you know I think he gave Lane Kiffin a quite a bit of you know rope to hang himself with, <laughs> and I think he might if Lane Kiffin ends up home tonight. I think he start looking at Nick Saban's house. But um, uh, I'm only half joking. I think Saban will literally kill him. The problem is I think Nick will be involved more with the game plan this week. I think he'll get away from some of those concepts. I think Saban's gonna get because re- like like Logan said. They're right in the thick of this, okay? Like, I, I just don't see Ole Miss going undefeated. It seems too unlikely. If they do, then that just means Alabama misses by game. But Alabama's got plenty of opportunity to get back in the hunt, and they cannot afford to slip up against Arkansas, a team that they have more talent than. They've got Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. They can't do it. Now, if they lose to Auburn, that's just meant to be. If they lose to Mississippi State, it's meant to be. But they can't afford to slip up here in the middle of the year because now you've got guys that – I mean, this is your recruiting class. This is, you know, your, what bowl you're going to. This is a lot of – they have a lot to play for. Yeah, I've been saying it since the beginning. I don't think – I didn't think Alabama was the number one team in the country. I didn't think they were going to represent the West in the championship game, and I still believe that. That doesn't mean we're going to win Saturday, but I still think Auburn's better. State State looks whoa, whoa. significantly better. So Logan, you told me earlier that they were going to win. Yeah. What? You just – you said Memphis ain't all throughout the show how Arkansas is yeah. going to win. No, I'm getting, to my, I'm getting to my prediction in a minute. I said oh, we might not. I said we might not. Oh, my God. you got to get to my prediction. you got to get through it. I'm just saying we, I'm not saying we're going to win. Logan, do better at prognosticating. I'm just saying. We're getting to that. We're getting to the predictions later. I'm not, okay. gonna, I'm not playing my hand just yet. Uh, you know, On top of that, I think Sims, their quarterback, looks shaky enough to where we could, uh, we could get in there and rattle him. You know, it's going to be interesting. You know, it, it's going to be two very similar styles. Uh, which I think you know probably favors us a little bit. It's just it's going to come down to who can make the most throws, Sims or BA. Uh, you know, Sims he, he got some stuff done today, but again, Ole Miss has, they have a legitimate top ten defense, and uh, I don't think we're at that level yet. So that'll be an interesting thing. And you know, they I don't know if Alabama was affected by the crowd at Ole Miss. It was certainly a big game for the Rebels, mm-hmm. uh, but there will be seventy five, seventy seven thousand people in Faytown on Saturday, eleven o'clock kickoff or not, and. Um, that's going to be a storm Alabama's going to have to weather. Yeah, I will go ahead. You, you got to wonder about Arkansas had trouble scoring in the second half, and now Alabama had a mm. day trouble scoring. In the second, they scored off the first drive in the second half. Well, if we half. don't have to play half a football, we could probably win that game. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can even go up to three quarters if need be. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's going to be a huge game. Um, so, Colby, do you know if there are any uh, recruits visiting campus on Saturday or? I, I don't have the names right now. I should probably put that oh, together, but. Um, it's not finalized yet, but I know it's going to be a big week. A bunch of big-time recruits are going to be there. So, they, um, huge weekend for recruits. Yeah, at this point, it looks like the Hogcast will not be in the house. It's just, especially if it's 11 o'clock kickoff. Uh, I'm not getting up that early, you know, but they're uh – you know, but it'll be it'll be it'll be if nothing else, it's a big game. It's good to be excited again. Cause I know last year I was dreading some of those ball games. South Carolina for it just comes to mind immediately. Uh, Vern Lundquist, well, I think he showed up in between. You know, I will say I think this I think this Alabama game will be closer than it has been in the past couple of years. I don't think they beat us fifty-one to nothing again. I don't see that happening tomorrow or sorry, next Saturday. Yeah, we haven't scored on them since twenty eleven, a game Logan and I attended. So we're gonna score on them uh, next Saturday. I'll, I'll guarantee a score. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. We've scored 14 points in the last three years That's against Alabama. Good. Think about that. You, you don't like that? No, not That's at not going to win you. All right, well, we're talking about Alabama. We're breaking it down again. They lost today. Um, let's get to some predictions. Let's go on the record with some stuff because Logan's a flip-flopper, okay? Colby, <laughs> what do you see happening? With the Alabama-Arkansas yes, game? 
it's a close game, but I still feel like Alabama's the better team. They're coming back a little angry. I think they edge out a win. I, you know, I don't know about a score, but I still I think Alabama wins been a close game. Chuck, Chuck, you go ahead. Oh me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Alabama. I'm, I'm seeing about a 27-14 thing. I, I think they'll grind us down with that big offensive line. Like I said, I think Saban's going to be more involved in the offense. I think he's going to rein in Lane Kiffin. If he doesn't kill Lane Kiffin, and if Lane Kiffin ends up dead tonight, this has all been facetious. And, you know, <laughs> um, I see 27-14, just an Alabama-style game. But, again, I think I don't think we'll be disappointed. I think we'll compete. I think we'll put some drives together. And I think we'll take another tangible step forward. It just It's not going to result. Alabama's too deep. Yeah, I um I've said before that we were gonna win. That was kind of me just egging you guys on because I know how much you think I'm on crack, but uh, I'm not. By the way, viewers, I'm not on drugs. I'm good. But um, Logan, I, know you're on crack. I think this game's gonna be a lot closer. Shut up, Charlie. Than most people expect. Um, I don't know if the spread is yet. I don't know if that's out or not. But um, I think uh, like Charlie said, they're gonna grind us down. Uh, get back to playing Alabama football. Alabama football. Alabama football. I think we end up losing 28 to 20. I think we do get to 20 points though. Make a Ooh. game out of it in the fourth, and we fall apart in the fourth, like uh like we are known to Ooh. do. Did we, um, even in the 2010 year, didn't we only score 20? 24-20, that's right. Yep. Wouldn't that be crazy that Bielema in his second year uh, ties Petrino's high score in the game against Alabama? That, yeah. uh, that'd be nice. Kind of be interesting. 20 points, 20 points might be a stretch, at, but, you know, our offenses look good in the first half of games. So, I mean, yeah. again, we haven't played a defense like Alabama, but we'll find out next Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, so it's, it's football season. We know that. But, you know, in Arkansas, basketball is very important, uh, just as important. Uh, I mean, really, you could argue more tradition on the basketball court than we've had in Razorback Stadium over the years. And, Most definitely. Why do be quick about this when I run out of time? Yeah, bit. that's fine. Uh, Mike Anderson, you know, he's you know he came in with a lot of hoopla, Nolan's former assistant. You know, hoop season just around the corner. Um, the question was asked from our uh, one of our listeners, Kevin Carter. He asked, uh, how would the panel feel if um, – if we miss the NCAA tournament this year in uh, Mike Anderson's third season. Uh, Logan, what do you think? Well, that'd mean us not being top two in the SEC, which I think is probably where we finish. And uh, I probably just, should finish. Exactly. Um, and I think he's on the hot seat at that point, if not gone. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's, we're paying him a lot of money. We've improved every year, and if we keep improving like we've been doing, he'll get in the tournament. We, we were a tournament team last year. We fell apart uh, against, uh, against South Carolina and Alabama near the end of the year. So, again, um, I feel like we're a tournament team. You know, we added some guards, which we desperately needed. Yes. Uh, Anton Beard's the truth. I like Anton. Um, we need Bell to be more consistent. That would help a lot because he went off in a couple games and then just disappeared mm-hmm. for like half the season. So, again, I think we get to the tournament. We're gonna be, we'll improve again. Um, Mike Anderson's going to be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Mike Anderson right now. Um, for me, you know, I, I, you, you touch on the guards. You know, we, 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 that's something we haven't gotten a lot of consistency from uh, under in Mike's regime. And again, you can't fill all the holes in one year. This is his, mm-hmm. this is fourth year coming up, yep. I believe. Uh, you know, so it's uh, for me, we're going to get improved. Uh, my thing in any basketball scenario, have you replaced what you lost? We, you know, last year we lost Cody Clark. He was a big contributor. Fred, Fred Gully. Uh, but those guys are really more role players. You know, I think Anton can come in and do exactly what Goalie was doing, and he's a great shooter. And um, I think it's going to help Madden a lot, also not right. to be playing guard, actually getting you know getting out of that role because that's not what his that's not his ideal position. So he's doing it out of necessity. Yeah. So I feel like we've more than replaced what we lost, and we were a pretty good team last year. So for me, I don't think that'll happen. If it happens, we got. And here's the thing: I think we're going to be deep. I think we're going to go 10, 11 bodies deep. Oh yeah. That can play. Uh, so, but if he misses with all this talent in this team in that SEC, the seat is hot. We're gonna have problems. Um, and again, I don't know what it would cost to fire him, things like that. I don't know who he would even hire at that point. But mm-hmm. I think it would be tough. Colby, what do you think about Mike? I'm with both. I'm, I'm with both of you. Um, I, I 
I really think we're going to make the tournament this year. This is Mike's fourth year. This is when he's going to get it done. Bobby Portis is going to be better. We're just going to be better all the way around. Madden moving the two guard, I think, is going to be huge. Help us scoring out. We're deeper. But if we happen to not make the tournament, his seat's really hot, and I think his fourth or his next or next year is a year, you know, depending on if he's going to get fired. Yeah, I agree. I doubt we fire him regardless this year, but next year, yeah. But again, the seat is literally on fire, though, if he doesn't make it to the NCAA tournament this his year. His seat is <laughs> on fire. Well, all right. And Go if, ahead. If, if he don't make the tournament this year and maybe makes the tournament next year barely and uh, gets knocked out, he might get fired. Uh, sort of a Stan Heath scenario. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll talk more about basketball season as it gets closer. Uh, I think our first game's early November, so we will definitely be on top of that as it grows near. Um, we're running out of time here, folks. Uh, thanks for listening. We, uh, we'll have this thing posted later tonight. Um, so, yeah, like us on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Find the website and uh, thehogcast.com, and we will check you guys out later. Appreciate it, everybody. Y'all have a good week. Thanks for listening.